in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thedian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. The Enforcer Assessment held last entry placed Muzo Wist under Branch 2 of Core Command. Knowing that Branch 2 serves as a deterrent against ground incursions, which are quite rare on the pillars... Muzo has fallen into depression. Realizing he won't get the chance to join Kina in liberating worlds across the realms. However, during his time in the assessment chamber, he met a strange man that seemed out of place, even for a prime. And now, this prime is in Muzo's chamber after he just received his assigned placement. I just wanted this chance to show my people what I'm capable of. A chance to liberate the worlds of the core. Uzo whines, no longer caring about the Prime hearing him. Now Kina will be assigned to a squadron that will go off-world, and I will be stuck on the pillars where nothing is happening. Ikat sits there, listening to Muzo's complaints. His eyes gloss over the placement on Muzo's codex. Then he pulls out his own. Suddenly, to make the prime even more out of place, Iket begins speaking Canton to Muzo. If it makes you feel any better, he sighs. I will choose to be placed in Branch 2 under General Brutal as well. So you aren't alone down there on the boring pillars. Muzo looks at him with shock. Don't you have a choice of placement? Yeah, but to be honest, I'd rather make the pillars less boring for you than to do an admiral's bidding. He chuckles a bit, almost seeming nervous, like he let something slip out. Muzo stands up and closes the door quickly, then pulls out his hilt, but it is pinned against the wall, with the silencer attached to a tech revolver, sunken into Muzo's feathers. I wouldn't do that if I were you, he says in Canton. Who are you? A liberator, like yourself. If you give me the chance, I can prove to you that core command isn't what it seems. The actual liberators are on the other side of this war. Muzo glares into his eyes. You're a spy for counter command, aren't you? 
I didn't come here to kill, nor do I want to. But I need to affirm that you aren't a threat to my mission. And if I am, then you leave me no choice but to waste your talent. The silencer is pressed deeper into Muzo's feathers, and the silence itself causes Muzo to contemplate his own life. He recalls the path of the phoenix. The explosions that erupt on an unknown world ravaged by war. A counter-command base where he saw the previous champion flee from their forces, covering his rear by taking out the troops by the base, allowing the champion to escape to his pod. But even Muzo couldn't stop what happened next. As a counter-command pod flew toward the champions and shot it down, Muzo became furious as he flew inside and began his hunt for the general that ordered the strike. After carving through the forces that were completely unaware of his presence, he finally found the general of the base shaking hands with an admiral of corps command. And before he could kill them, his vengeance was wiped to the church as Kina was pronounced dead. With his eyes closed, Uzo shakes his head. He was so enraged before, but now that the memory returns to him, things are a bit clearer. Well, what will it be, Liberator? Uzo's eye looks at his. Show me the truth about the core command, and I will keep my beak shut for you. Staring at Uzo, the Prime analyzes him as he slowly pulls away, keeping the muzzle pointed at him. Good. But before I begin, I need reassurances that you aren't just going to backstab me as soon as I walk out of this chamber. Therefore, I'd like you to stay put. You don't have to worry about me. I just need confirmation on my, well, my memories, that they aren't just strange dreams. Alright, I will do what I can. In the meantime, just stay here. He moves toward the door, but before exiting, he veers toward Muzo. Oh, and before I go, as a show of good faith, my actual name is Razen. He exits, leaving Muzo there, waiting for his return. As Muzo sits there, he quickly becomes impatient and feels the sudden urge that Razen will need his help. After ten minutes of sitting there, Muzo's impatience catches up to him as he sneaks out of his quarters and begins walking toward the lift at the end of the enforcer barracks. Before he could reach them, one of the quarters near the lift opens, and emerging from it is the same reticon from before the enforcer assessment. Krogo. He turns to look at Muzo, then makes his way toward the lift. Muzo cautiously reaches the lift and stands beside him. 
not knowing where Razin went. Muzo looks to Krogo. Excuse me, you don't happen to know where the, um, the official's chambers are, would you? Which one? He glares at Muzo. Um, well, I'd... Muzo hesitates for a moment, realizing he can't remember any of the Admiral's names except for the Grand Admiral, who probably wouldn't be the best person to see at a time like this. General Brutal, apologies, my memory is a bit clouded. Kroko presses on G-78 and stands there in silence. Muzo doesn't know whether he should make small talk or if he should just stand there in silence. But the lift takes so long that he can't help it. You and your commander are quite the team! Krogo just glares at him, then continues to stand there in silence. Perhaps you can show me a few... I appreciate your praise, but my focus is elsewhere. So if you wouldn't mind, please be silent. As soon as Krogo says this, the lift opens to G-78. Muzo steps out and nods. My apologies. Exiting the lift, Muzo surveys the antechamber he has found himself in, trying to find Razan on his mission. Inside this antechamber, more banners are hung with command sigil embroidered on them. Muzo then notices behind the banners is what seems to be some kind of mural, an artistic depiction of waves of flame that encase the entirety of the antechamber. During his prolonged gaze, Uzo suddenly hears in his mind. Didn't the commander tell you to stay put? A female voice rings as Muzo flinches, scanning the room. Don't freak out, and please stay quiet. I too am on a mission, and would rather you not disturb the general in his meeting. Muzo tries thinking to himself. How are you doing that? Come now. Telepaths aren't that uncommon, the voice answers. Now if you wouldn't mind, please go back to your quarters. No! Muzo shakes his head. I want to know more about your mission. I can tell you, but right now you are a distraction. Now, shit, hide! Suddenly, the door to the lift opens back up as Muzo quickly glides behind one of the banners. Two voices emerge from the lift, one male and one female. I'm telling you, Ahara, you don't have to worry about the Redicon. I'm sure he's a softy once you get to know him. Yeah, I, I guess. I just feel like... He gives off this weird aura. Sometimes my codex even picks up an electromagnetic frequency whenever I've been in the same room as him. I get it. With what we are to face out there on the colonies, it's good to be suspicious. But above all else, we must look out for ourselves, our values, and not let our fears dictate our actions. A hero replies. I guess you're right, Vagabond. Thankfully, from what I've seen of this Commander Exolo, he's kind to others. Vegamon nudges her. Yeah, and I hear he's quite the cook, too. The two of them chuckle a bit, when out of nowhere the door to the General's chamber is open. Plutel looks at the two of them, analyzing their reactions carefully. You two. What are you here for? The two of them stand at attention as Vegabon answers to the General. Sir, apologies. 
We are to report to you before meeting our assigned squadron. Patel steps into the antechamber, giving a 360-degree scan before responding. I see. And you two just entered, I take it? Megabon nods. Yes, General. Ahara shakes as Patel approaches her. Two of you are assigned to the good Commander Exolo, am I not mistaken? Not at all, sir. Ahara's voice trembles as the general looms over her shoulder. And I hear Enforcer Krogo is quite the emissary. Hopefully you each can keep up with the two of them. As Musa stays behind, hidden. He uses a single talon to move the banner so he can make it a visual. Looking closely at the situation, he sees the general's back is to him, along with the two officers. Then a slight glimmer catches his attention as the banner is pulled back, right as the general circles back around to face the banners. Don't move. He's aware that there is a plant in his chamber. Muzo now sees that the glimmer is a stealth field for whoever this voice in his head is. He then overhears the general. Do you know why Commander Exolo asked for the two of you in particular? I imagine it's because we scored high on our exams. Well, at least high enough to waive the assessments. Butel walks over to the door chamber. Right. Of course. Well, I appreciate the two of you coming to meet me before seeing Exolo. The two of them salute him. As they begin walking towards the lift, Uzo sees a hero breathe a heavy sigh of relief. But then... Oh, and one other thing. The two of you didn't happen to hear over my secure zone, did you? Ahara stops and looks at Vegabon as he turns toward the general. No, general. Is something the matter? Oh, it's nothing. On with your duties. Plutel steps back into his chamber as the lift door closes for the two of them. Wizzle looks down at the figure encased by the stealth field as they say in his head, Well, at least you know how to stay silent when you need to. But you definitely need to learn how to follow. Wizzle cuts off the voice. I do not take orders from anyone except my... He pauses and looks down. Fine, fine. Can't say we can control you anyways. But for now, will you assist me in getting back to Commander Razen before the security systems here are reactivated? Uzo nods as the two of them stealth toward the lift, where suddenly it opens to show that the lift hasn't returned back to the antechamber. There's a drop-off point where they can see the magnetic rails that the lift glides across to reach each section of Orbital 3. My initial plan was to climb back up, but since you are a cantor, perhaps you can carry me? As she says this in his head, Stealth field times out, and he sees a prime woman with reddish brunette hair that curls down her back. Her eyes are glistening gold as she smirks at Muzo, placing her arm on his shoulder, ready to be swept off her feet 
literally speaking. Muzo nods as he lets her hold on tight and begins flying up. She navigates him back toward the enforcer barracks as Muzo evades the other lifts being used within this massive assembly line. As they reach the lift door at the barracks, she presses a few buttons on her wrist. Muzo glances at the screen as it shows a scanned layout of the hallway as she waits for the area to be clear. Then she slides her finger across the side of the screen as the door opens for them to land. Returning back to his quarters, this prime woman places down a secure zone, then takes a seat at the desk and continues to survey the screen on her wrist. A minute passes when suddenly the door opens with Razen stepping through. The woman stands at attention as Muzo tilts his head. Where did you go? I thought I told you to stay here. Muzo looks over at the woman who steps up to Razen as the two of them get close to each other whispering under their breaths. You said you'd show me the truth. Show it to me! Muzo demands. Without wasting any more time, Razan turns toward him. I can't give you everything, but I can show you this. He places his hand out as if he is waiting for the female to place something there. What she places in his hand is a disc-shaped codex which he then approaches Muzo with as he clicks the center, showing a holovid of General Plutel speaking to Admiral Volton. If the plan has shifted so significantly to warrant a change in the master key, surely that means we are closing in on the countdown. I am not certain about that. All I know is that if we are to claim the seats at the table, so to speak. We have two paths we can consult. The first being the further prolonging of this war, which could prove profitable for us when we do take our seats. Or we begin using the wait. Putel stands up as he notices that his secure zone has been disabled. Someone is listening. What? Who? Plutel picks up the device and inspects it carefully. Then he scans the room, and his eyes fall on the camera recording the holovid. I believe I've been bugged, which means someone here is a spy. Find them, Plutel, and take care of it! We cannot have any issues now, especially with a new champion and this emissary of the Archons potentially getting in our way. Putel veers over toward the door. Understood, Volton. I'll handle it. The holovid ends with Putel grabbing the camera and throwing it into the fireplace. From this holovid, Razan places his hand on Muzo's shoulder Uzo, we have a chance here to end this conflict and liberate hundreds of colonies from the corruption that plagues Corps Command. Will you join us and put an end to the bloodshed?
I thank you for listening to this entry. Next week is the final entry of the Kanto Saga, where Muzo will give his answer to Commander Razan. Then we are on to the final saga in Season 3. If you are just now joining the anthology, check out OurThadianAnthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. Until next time, travelers. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>